0: Welcome to the Break Future Brilliance podcast, where we have inspiring and insightful conversations about breaking free from life's biggest challenges to find fulfillment and purpose. I am your host, Seema Giri, an international speaker, best selling and award winning author, book writing mentor, and publisher. I bring you real life stories of healing and transformational journeys so that you know that you can create life on your own terms. Our heart-centered guests are the everyday heroes that you find in your backyard, from mothers to sisters, to friends, to entrepreneurs and authors. Join us to hear their positive and powerful stories so you too can learn to live with purpose and joy. Welcome to Break Feature Brilliance podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you for another amazing episode. Today, we have our guest, Kim Bellas, And before we get started with this amazing interview with her, we're going to get into a quick grounding meditation so we can get present for each other, with each other in the moment, for the moment. So I would like you to get really comfortable in your chair. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in and exhale through your mouth. With your next breath in, I would like you to bring your awareness to your heart. You may even wanna put your hand over your heart to bring that awareness. And I want you to think of a happy moment. It can be from any time period of your life, from your childhood, adulthood, even today. And when you have that memory, I want you to relive that moment as if you're living it for the very first time. Think of who you were with, where you were, what the ambience was, and what about that moment brought you that blissful, joyful feeling. And with another deep inhale, I want you to... Bring your awareness to the top of your head where we have our crown chakra. And I want you to think of a second happy moment, again, from any time period of your life, perhaps even today. And I want you to relive this moment again as if you're living it for the very first time. And this time, I want you to totally embody that feeling. Think of who you were with What was the smell? What did you see? Was it in your favorite place? Were you with someone that you cared about? What of this moment brought you so much joy? And really feel it in your body. Take that in. And with your next inhale, I want you to open up your mind and your heart, to see what is possible from our conversation today. It might be something for you, or perhaps someone that needs to hear it from you. And I invite our guests and myself to also tune into what our listeners may need to hear from us today, and to be really open and to be in service. And with your next inhale and exhale through your mouth, I want you to open your eyes with a great big smile. Welcome, Kim. I'm so excited to have you on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. Kim, before we get started with our interview, would you like to share what what did you feel in your heart right after that meditation?
1: Well, I felt joy, uh, happiness, um, a little bit of sadness because I was thinking about my father. But I have to say um, the happiness part of it, the joy that I remembered of the memory and the smell brought a a big smile to my face. So that was very comforting. It was a a nice way to remember him.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And let me introduce you to our listeners to give you that formal introduction. So Kim bellas is an m- amazing mother, and her journey began in 2013 when she decided to make a commitment to stop drinking for three months in order to support her son, who had been diagnosed with epilepsy. Sober is a New Cool was created And she quickly realized the social pressures surrounding not only herself, but also her son. Kim, isn't it amazing how so many things come out for us mothers as parents from what we
1: see our children go through? Well, and I guess as mothers, we want to fix everything. We want to make their lives as perfect as possible. And unfortunately, with this, epilepsy there was nothing that I could do to fix him and make him not have epilepsy so that was the one thing I could do to show him that I supported him and if we were at a family function or a holiday Christmas whatever would come up I would be also not drinking as he was not allowed to drink so I figured it was better than nothing right
0: That's amazing. And before we were having a conversation, you shared a little bit about that journey. Can you share that with our listeners too?
1: Well, once we got to the medicine part, and he was now no longer having seizures, I wanted him to get back to a normal life, get back to see his friends. And so after a few times of him going to see his friends, he would come back and he would say to me, Mom, I just don't fit in and whatever. So one night I said, Come on, Matthew, you don't need wine or beer or booze to have fun. And as I said it, I had this huge glass in my hand of wine. And I thought, Oh, what a hypocrite. So at that moment, I thought, Okay, I'm going to stop drinking for three months. And it went by faster than I thought. And then he said, See, now you could be like everybody else again. So I decided to do another three months and I'm happy to say it'll be nine years in January, January 12, 2022. I've never had another drink Um, and I feel so much better. My life is better. Uh, I realize now that alcohol was not my friend. I'm much more positive. I have more energy. I sleep better. So, and we created Sober's the New Cool and it's quite a movement. And I do really believe that um, Sober's the New Cool, the way it started was to give him some tools how to deal with social pressures of drinking and how to fit in. And then quickly realized that mental health and sobriety go very much hand in hand. So it's just a circle. So a lot of people drink to cover up trauma or sadness. And so we are helping people all over the world now, realizing that being sober is quite cool and could be a life filled with happiness and and joy and no shame, no shame, no more shame about any of those things. If we have a problem, if we have mental health issues, that we talk about them and we reach out and we connect. So Sober is the New Cool is helping young people mothers, fathers, I have grandmothers now that have stopped drinking and they say their, their mental health is 10 times better. So that's kind of part of what we do. Uh, we do have some apparel that we sell and we give back part of the proceeds to mental health to the Douglas Foundation here in Montreal, Canada, because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But um, we do give back uh, to lots of other organizations, also to promote mental health and sobriety and addiction, helping people conquer addiction.
0: That's beautiful. My daughter is doing something similar, and her branding is called "Don't Die." She also wow. supports for mental health and suicide prevention. She started that in high school on her own, and now um, she's, you know, has a full-fledged thing going on. So that's amazing.
1: Now, how is your son doing now? Well, we had a few years of of, uh, seizure free, and then we started seizures again, only to find out he was never put on the right medicine. But I'm happy to say that January twenty fourth, two 2022, he will be four years seizure free, and it'll be the first time we've gotten to four years. But I think we're... Like we see the light at the end of the tunnel and he's helping me talk to kids that have epilepsy and drinking and the problems with that and how to uh, get through social settings and how to still have fun.
0: That's so amazing because when you are in a situation like that, when you have that kind of an illness, it does feel kind of lonely and no one understands. And now... You and your son have created this amazing support group and an outlet for people to feel like, you know, they can still be cool. It's just an illness, you know, that that can be dealt with, but that doesn't mean that you can't live a totally happy and fulfilled life. So that is, you guys are doing amazing work. Now, I understand you have some exercises that help you and you have an I am exercise. What is that about?
1: So basically, when people find us either on Instagram or on Facebook, um, often I find their self-esteem is at a very low point. So I try and talk to them a bit and find out a little bit about them. And then every morning and every night, I ask them to place their hand on their heart and I send them a a message uh, either by Instagram or Messenger. And I write, I am, and then I write one positive word. So when I first start with them, I'll say something like, I'm funny, I'm sporty. I try to use words that they can really relate to because I find that often in the beginning, they really have no self-esteem and they don't see or they don't remember any of the qualities that they have. And then with time, the first girl actually I did it with was a grade five school teacher. And at first she said, I know this. I can't find anything to say about myself. So I said, okay, I'll start it with you. And after two weeks, she started sending me back. And after six months, believe it or not, she sent a message saying, when I met you, I could not find one good thing to say about myself. And now I can find 50. So she starts her grade five classroom every day when they come in and every afternoon when they leave with an, I am with one positive word. So I think that it's just rebuilding one person, one word at a time. And it just seems to work. And it seems to make people feel like one girl I know is a nurse. And I said to her, she wrote me, I, uh, I wrote, um, I'll send you one word. You send me one word. So she, I wrote, she sent me back. I am hardworking. I said, no, you're dedicated. And dedicated is actually the same meaning as, hardworking but it sounded so much better and being a nurse she said yeah. and she kind of looked at me like oh you're right I am dedicated you know so the meaning and the smile that came across her face was much better so that's what we try and do with the I am statements just to lift others up and for them to really remember that everybody is unique everybody is special and they matter
0: That's beautiful. And I think that's all that you need, right? It's almost, it it sounds almost like a pledge. You're doing a pledge saying, I am, and I am, you know, dedicated. I am beautiful. I am strong. And that's exactly what's needed. That's what I find, you know, with so many people that they've forgotten. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten the power that we have within. And I just realized yesterday, Kim, I was watching something on TV, and I realized that we are born with resiliency. It's not something you build. We are born with resiliency. And you can see that as a child, when you, you, know, when you learn to walk or when you learn to crawl, you fall down so many times. We naturally just pick up and, and go, right? Okay. You pick up again and go. As kids, they don't say, you know, um, when you when they're walking, they fall down. I was like, oh man, I fell down again. I can't do this anymore. I can't get up again. It's not there. They're like, okay, they just pick up again and go and pick up again and go. And we forget that we have that resiliency. And then we're looking everywhere to see how do I build resiliency? How do I build resiliency? This person has this. You don't have to go through a lot of heartache to build that resiliency. I think we remember again, and we remember it's just, taking the small steps and, and
1: moving forward, that's what builds res- resiliency. And I think also just someone knowing that someone cares and somebody's listening to them and somebody values their time or them enough to take their time to help them is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think the world really needs, you know, because when I first started, people used to say, well, how many people do you have working for you? I said, for well, the It's only me, but the power of one is quite remarkable because what I thought I was going to accomplish has surpassed by my expectations so much. It's incredible. And the fact that we reach people all over the world and then they in turn help others is huge. So
0: it's a a ripple effect, right? Yes. yes. You said that it's the power of one. You just need to get started, right? You start it and you help one person, and it's a ripple effect. And then, of course, it's word of mouth where they find a place so uplifting, so you know, caring. Especially when they're not your family members, it's even more touching that someone who doesn't know me values me and is willing to help. I think that's and
1: I and I think too the other thing with not knowing somebody, they can tell you their secrets. So I'm honored that they share. Their intimate secrets and their their fears and and their wants and because they know they can just kind of delete you you know what I mean if if it doesn't go their way and it's it's very reassuring that they can you know they don't feel and then they get closer and closer and it's like just building a step one step at a time and the you know the trust comes with it and it's it's a wonderful thing
0: exactly. So since you've been doing this work with sober is the new cool, have you found that the stigma that comes with mental health has gone down a little bit or are people able to handle? Maybe it hasn't gone down, but the people you're working with are able to handle um, perhaps the judgment of other people or whatever comes their way from other people who are not as learned or as
1: educated around mental health. Well, yes, actually I find it's helped it's gotten a little better, except uh, there's a few young women that have asked for help lately. And the terminologies that are so passe like psychiatric hospital. It's not a psychiatric hospital. I tell them I say it's a place to heal the mind, the brain, the the, 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 the trauma and the addiction. It's you know, I think it's just in the way that people used to talk about mental health, those words have to change a bit more so that people are more open to receiving the help that they need and knowing that, you know, it's not like a, you know, psychiatric word is like so 1940s, you know, like it doesn't, people couldn't talk about things in those days. Today we talk about things. So it's it's incredible. And I think that when I turned that around to one young girl, She, in fact, put it on Instagram, saying something about you know the passé, and it's not a you know mental health, you know it's mental health, not a psychiatric ward. And so many women wrote back, going, "Oh my God, I'm so happy! I feel so much better about going into treatment now." So it's just a matter of how you perceive the words and how you change it so that it's a positive experience and to be open. And to get the help that they need. So that's the only thing. And I find that if you your child had cancer or a heart problem or diabetic or epilepsy like mine, you would ask everybody for help. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that when it comes to mental health, people are much more careful of who they discuss it with. And
0: quite honestly,
1: when I talk about it, I talk about it like I'm talking about the sunshine and the and the people around me all seem to know someone that needs something. So it's just a matter of starting the conversation, I believe, and making it comfortable for people to discuss.
0: Yes. I was talking to another podcast guest yesterday, and we were talking about similar, uh, along the similar lines. And I was saying we need to really normalize this.
1: When yes. we
0: have a stomach ache or a backache, We go to the doctor, we go to the chiropractor, we go to a specialist, right? The mind is like the top of our body. It's another body part, right? So why would you not go without feeling any judgment to that specialist? It needs to normalize. And I'm so glad that we. I'm, you know, this is the second day in a row, I'm having this conversation. And we both of us are contributing into doing this. You know, I've had chronic illness, I've been bedridden, I've had so many, uh-huh. and I know what it feels like to be judged. And when you go through that, you get depressed, your mind plays weird tricks on you, and you feel like, you know. Why you, especially when it's one thing after another, one thing after another, and I've been through that. So I know, you know, had I been able to not feel guilty or weird or there's something wrong with me, I might have gone to to talk to someone, you know, a counselor or um, someone like that who could have really set me straight at that time, at that moment, I wouldn't have had the ears of agony and the ears of pain, of not just the physical pain, but you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I this kind of a thing? Am I so dumb? Am
1: I so stupid? All of us go through that. That's right. And and especially now with all this COVID that's happened, all the problems with people losing jobs and uh, things being open and closed and not seeing family. It's, rampant people feeling depressed and secluded and alone. So it's even more important that right now we make sure we take care of one another.
0: Exactly. And especially right now, I mean, if we just reach out with one phone call or one text, just say, you know, checking in, how are you doing? That is going to feel amazing too. And we're all going through a difficult time, but it's like, okay, when you uplift someone
1: else, You feel uplifted too. Yes, exactly. And that's my biggest gift. This whole Sober is the New Cool. Had it not been for my son being sick, I would never have felt this joy and this passion that I have today and this new love of life. Yeah, yeah. And And appreciation, I guess. (laughs) I love your (laughs) It's got that bling too. (laughs) Well, these ones I make like by hand. I do do some that are special orders for some young girls. There was one girl, Kelly, that was getting married to her partner, Elaine. And I had done a special shirt for Pride Month. So as a wedding gift, I sent it to her. So she was very happy. She did her first podcast last month. And she wore her Sober's the New Cool T-shirt. And it just gave her a sense of pride and knowing that it was just made for her. So, you know, we have the regular ones too, but we like sometimes to do special things just to change it up a bit.
0: That's beautiful. So, Kim, what is your vision for the future?
1: If my could do anything, uh, the one thing I would really, part of the charity is obviously continuing what we're doing, but if in every hospital, and mental health and addiction center. We could have those murals of I am in every language because if someone is being helped or, or seeking therapy, if they would walk by this, this, this mural and see a word and if one word could just turn that brain and to think, ah, that, that is me. And to, to lift that person because I find a lot of these places Some, yes, the treatment centers are beautiful and everything. And some in the hospitals, it's very stark and it's very um, hard, I find. Uh, There's no good, happy feeling. And I understand they don't want anyone to want to stay in the hospital environment or mental health treatment. But in the same respect, if something can help them along to find that little piece of self-esteem and the qualities that they remember, to to lift them up. I really would love to see that and obviously continue to help as many people as we can. And with our charity, I believe that that will happen, that when people can't afford maybe treatment or whatever, we can help, you know, there'll be a board of directors set up to see what we can do and what we can't. But we will definitely continue and to do podcasts and talk to anybody and everybody and talk about mental health as long as I'm alive. To change this stigma and make everybody feel that they're special, they're worthy, and they're loved, and they should never, ever miss another memory.
0: And that's beautiful. And we're so aligned in that way. All of my books um, on empowerment and transformation and leadership is all around geared towards that, you know, so people can see what are the possibilities. They can see by reading other people's stories and that they too can make a change. If nothing else, at least change your perspective of the way that they're thinking. And by and they're not alone. And they're and not they're alone. alone. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You know, exactly. because people all think they're the only ones that have yeah. and it's not. We all have a little something.
0: Exactly. They think it's because of their culture, because who they are, because of their background, because of their environment. So the biggest thing is you're not alone and your past doesn't define you. you, no. can make that change. you can yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you've, you know, you're also doing this. You know, it's all of us. It's the power of one. I also thought, you know, it's just me. Who's gonna read my story and who's gonna really benefit? But you have to And so that many it. people are. Yes. I got so much so much appreciation and so much um um People had written to me saying, you know, that one thing you said made such a big difference. And I was like, wow. And I was thinking, who's going to listen to me? But there are people there that need to hear from you, right? It has to be you that they need to hear from. So, you you know, don't be afraid of speaking out. Speaking out is the best thing that you can do for someone. You can save a life.
1: Absolutely. And that's part of our our mission is... If we can help someone stop drinking or drugs for one day, one week, one month or a year, we'll be successful and we could even save a life, you know, from somebody not drinking and driving or, or, and, you know, addiction really, a lot of times, a lot of people become very depressed and suicide is, is, is is a, a way out they see. And I want them to find a way back to a happy life and a life they deserve. Exactly. So,
0: uh, Kim, tell me a little bit more about your charity. How does it work and how can people get in touch with you?
1: Well, so for right now, the charity work is just, we're waiting for approval, but it seems like everything is scheduled. So, because of COVID, it's a bit later. But for now, right now, we are taking donations for the Douglas Foundation here in Montreal, which is a mental health institute. So, on our website, Um, they can contact contact us and we give them all the information they need. Or, you know, if there's something else that they want to donate to Sober is the New Pool, we can take that for now. And as soon as the charity is set up, send them a um, uh, tax receipt. Um, But in the meantime, we are here to empower and inspire anybody and everybody, no matter how old or how young you are. we are here and there's so many great people just like yourself that are here helping others. And it's, it's important for people to know because we hear so much of the ugliness that's going on in the world instead of all these, these good things like you and spreading your word and making people know that they're worthy and, and they deserve a good life. And I really, truly believe everybody is deserving of that.
0: Yes, I do too. And sometimes it just need some guidance. So together, I always say together we're not we're better and stronger in getting the message out. Thank you so much, Kim. This was so insightful and I'm so happy that you're doing this work and continuing to. So you know, make sure to get in touch with Kim and Sober is a new cool. The information and contact information is going to be in the show notes. So be sure to go there and and get that and get in touch with Kim. Kim, is there any one last tip you would like to
1: give to our listeners? I think I don't want anyone to have to wait like I did till 60 to say I am enough and really believe it. Mm -hmm. Believe it now. You are enough. You are worthy and you are important. That's beautiful.
0: What a way to end
1: the segment.
0: Thank you so much, Kim. It was delightful to have you.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to have been your guest.
0: And until next time, this is Seema. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Break Free to Brilliance podcast. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Through this transformational journey, I hope you can see yourself taking similar steps, breaking free to your brilliance and creating the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe to Break Feature Brilliance wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow along with us on social media using the links in the show notes below. We'll see you again for next week's episode.